When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. This is Women in Leadership Podcast, featuring success insights from women around the globe. Now, over to your host, Anne Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of Women in Leadership Podcast. This is episode 109, brought to you by Podcasting with Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, and become that influential voice in your industry with a podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. And my guest today says, leave a little sparkle wherever you go. Make everyone feel special and important. And joining me on today's show is Zoe Sparks. Zoe has owned her travel, conference, and event management company Spectacular Events Proprietary Limited for the past 21 years. Now her new division Shine Business Women was launched in 2018 and is already making a huge impact in the area of professional and personal development. Zoe is passionate about women in business and reward and recognition which has led to her authoring three small business books sharing the tips, the tricks that she's learned over the years. Now she also relishes her role as a mother to two teenage boys. Now on today's show, Zoe's going to share why it's so important to surround yourself with the right people. Relationships and networking are everything. She's also going to talk about why it's okay to make mistakes as well as work hard to be successful. You need to do the hours. So welcome to the show, Zoe. Hi, thanks, Anne-Marie. I'm really looking forward to it, and thank you for having me. You are so very welcome. You can, I'm sure, draw on so much experience and wealth and depth of insights that you would have learned and applied over the last 21 years in your business spectacular events. So share with us a little bit, if you would, your backstory. How did you get into the travel, conference, and events uh, industry? It's been an interesting journey. So I came straight out of school and deferred uni and ended up working in a travel agency on the Sunshine Coast, but really found my forte and spent the next seven years there learning all things travel. I was traveling the world. I had a fantastic boss who sent me all over the world, wow. meeting lots of people, putting together travel itineraries. I mean, what's not to love, really? Yes. And then I moved down to Sydney and ended up working for our head office, which was Travel Land at the time. And... Basically, on my first day, I was told that part of my job was organising their annual conference for their franchisees. So that was a new learning curve, sort of moving into that event and meeting space um, and really loved that. And then I guess when I set up my own business, it was then looking at how could I can combine everything. So I wanted mm. to be different. I didn't want to be, I'm going to say, only a regular travel agent. I loved that aspect but wanted to add more. So we really decided to focus on that whole group element um, putting together a whole travel solution so we could organize their flights their accommodation whatever they needed but also organize their conferences and meetings and I guess it really started from there so I moved back to the Sunshine Coast in 2000 
And that was because I'd had my first son and I still really wanted to work. Travel and work was my huge passion. I'd actually set up um, my own company only 18 months before that. So I wasn't ready to pass it over or, or move on. Mm -hmm. And so bringing it to the coast was logical because with the business that I'm doing, basically they're being delivered all over Australia and all around the world. So I can be based anywhere. But I did have a couple of two retail travel stores. So we did have that travel environment as well. I continue doing my conferences and events and have always grown. And I guess, as I say, last, um, or you mentioned, two months ago or last month, we celebrated our 21st birthday. Wow. Um, which is huge. I mean, these days, a lot of businesses don't get to stand that test of time. Yes. And I really accredit over that time period, um, whereas today pivoting is a, is a huge trendy word, you know, off, um, offices and businesses are pivoting, changing directions and looking at how they adapt. I guess I think one of the main secrets to our success is that we've constantly pivoted really from, from the day dot when we started. Yes. We've always looked at where are there some openings and niches that are a little bit different. How can we change so that we're not just doing travel the way it is? And if you think back over the past 21 years, I mean, when I first started, we internet was a brand new thing. Mm. Um, so nobody knew how to book online. We used to have to ring airlines to book seats over the telephone and handwrite wow. tickets. So if you look at now <laughs> where travel is and how it's all become, we've constantly tried to stay at the forefront and how do we move with what's growing and work with people. So mm. rather than saying, the internet as a challenge it's how can we embrace that and work towards that so over time we've really progressed into that group space really focused on that conference and event space and it works for us I absolutely love what I do each and every day and I'll let you speak now for a minute before no. I can talk about how Shine came about because obviously that's quite different to travel and events. Yeah, no, I'm glad that you shared that because one of my questions was going to be uh, the fact that you have been in the industry for 21 years, what has been the changes? So obviously one of those significant changes has been the introduction of the internet and how you've embraced that and, and incorporated that into your business, maybe right at the forefront being that pioneer. Now it's a given to hear you say that you used to have and write tickets and ring. I mean, my goodness. What are some other things in terms of pivoting? Because I think being in, in business now, it's important for us to recognize innovations, but also technologies that we can embrace to, to allow our business to, to, to be even more different, but also to be more effective and more productive and, and efficient. But what are some triggers? What are some things that you look out for? Because it sounds as if it's something that you do quite innate that's something that's just part of who you are and your, and your business. So what are some insights you can share to help us to be able to keep on the forefront, you know, with innovations and so forth? The internet was, um, was part of that. We could see it was coming. It was going to make a difference. It was going to impact. And whereas a lot of travel agencies, you know, and, and even today, there are still a lot of travel agencies that still do things as we would have done them that, that 20, 20, 30 years ago. Um, and they are very successful. They are great. The reality is that as our generations get older um, and we've got those baby boomers, so to speak, and you know that today's 
generations, they know how to book online. They're using mobile phones for everything. They're, you know, everything is that way. So it's staying at the forefront. And I guess there will be a time where they have to make a decision, you know, what are we going to do or how are we going to embrace that and do that individually rather than relying on their head offices to be mm. providing that sort of back, back structure. Another thing for us, and being very honest, this was more of an accident rather than a the planned, was that I had two teenage boys and really wanted to be able to spend more time with them. As they became sort of in that 12, 13, 14 age bracket, I found that they actually needed me more. You know, there was the driving around, there were the activities they wanted to be in. Um, so even though they were becoming more and more self-sufficient, I felt that they needed more of my individual time. And that's what led me to closing the actual travel centres down and working out of a home environment. Yeah. Now, again, I do consider that I was in my industry sort of one of the first that was doing that, and it was completely by accident, and it was really a bit of a test. I'd, I'd wanted to do it for two years because I'd wanted to be able to work my own hours and run my own race, and I think that's a massive thing in today's world we all need to be flexible we don't necessarily need to work nine to five we need to be able to work using different tools and for me I've always been someone that can get up at five o'clock start working but finish at two o'clock three o'clock and then spend time with the family and that was what was driving it behind for me but it was quite new at the time and I can honestly say I was this is eight years ago I was terrified of not having bricks and mortar wondering would that affect me how would that change my branding would people still trust me and want to book mm. with me and it's a wholehearted yes because eight years on I've never ever looked back it was almost like an experiment my my rental agreement was up my staff some of them were pregnant they were looking at moving on it was take a year out work out of home and bring your staff in, let them work out of home and do what they need. And if it works in 12 months time, well, we're on to a winner. Now, I would say that there are almost as many travel agents yeah. and travel people working out of home offices um, than there are offices. Yes. So it, it's massive. And again, watching that, that dynamic. So I think in that way, it was a little bit of luck. Mm -hmm. But I come back to one of those comments that you mentioned where I said that, you know, you need to work hard and, and be very determined and, and focused. Um, I'm very lucky that I am a person that is super diligent, very goals focused, always looking for new opportunities. I'm willing to put in that time and effort to make them come to fruition. Mm -hmm. And that's been really exciting. And that's where the bulk of my clients have come from. It, it is a case of asking people for their business putting yourself out there and, and talking about it. And some of that was the inspiration for Shine Businesswomen. So mm -hmm. our office was very lucky, or offices were lucky to go through the, what I call the award system in the early to mid 2000s. Um, my staff were winning awards, the office was winning awards, we were performing, we were doing really well. And that put me in the spotlight, particularly here on the Sunshine Coast, where people were asking, you know, business ladies were asking, how, you know, how do you do it? What can we do? Can you help me? And I am so passionate about women in business, about small business in general, and reward and recognition. And so Shine Businesswomen was a way that I could, and, and the small business books initially were what enabled me to write down my tips, tricks, and share them with people. Yes. because. I do still work in travel full time or travel and events. I can't see that ever changing because I love what I do, but I wanted to give back. I wanted to support these people that were asking and wanted to be able to just 
just try and share my knowledge. I don't think I necessarily do it better than anyone else, but mm -hmm. with all of that experience and time behind me, it, it does mean that the younger people coming through, you know, they are looking to see what yes. can we do, how, how can we help, and I love doing that. So Shine Business Women essentially is a group um, it's not just on the Sunshine Coast. We're a national group. We're actually spreading international as, as we speak. And it's all about supporting, helping, inspiring, nurturing, and empowering women. Mm -hmm. And we do that through workshops and conferences. So I guess that's where the events and conference side comes into it. And it's all about spending time and, and empowering those ladies. We do a weekly video and worksheet for the Shine Society members. We do newsletters that shine the spotlight on various people of all ages, levels and experiences. And it's all based on helping women to shine, yeah. letting them come forward. Oh, love that, love that. Thank you for sharing uh, that background story. Well, two questions, a two-pronged question I'd love to ask you because one of the things that I will often see, uh, this is I think a lot of women in business, um, we, we love new ideas, uh, particularly getting into, you know, new opportunities. How do we know when we're ready to pivot? And what do we have to have in place to ensure that that existing business still stands firm and continues to grow? And what do we need to do to ensure that that new business that we're pivoting to also will grow and build momentum? Yeah, it all comes down to, and it does come down to that surrounding yourself with the right people, um, having the right relationships in place because where I talk about surrounding myself with the right people, particularly now, they're not necessarily employees or full-time employees of either one of those businesses. It's a network of, of ladies primarily, which is obviously shine business women, but also yes. for the travel industry by default, tends to be heavily women-based. And those women will help with some of the admin tasks. So systems are a really big thing as well. We must have systems in place. Yes. We've been really lucky that our travel software side of things, we've always kept again at the forefront with that. We've got the systems that will generate everything that we need to do. Most of the stuff we book is online now, so we can do that out of hours and at our own mm. time. Again, we're not restricted to that nine to five. But it really is making sure that I have people around me that can assist me with doing marketing, some of the social media, helping me with events. It also is, is having family and friends that can support. So yes. my boys now are getting even more independent. One's 19, so he's moved away. The other one turns 17 next week, so I'm hoping he'll have his license very shortly. <laughs> but it's, it's that whole family support. And particularly mm. when my kids were young, my mum was just amazing mm. um she would help she would look after them when it was needed she actually also worked in the travel center so we actually um skilled her so that she could be a worker and also assist wow. with the kids and it worked really well because it gave her that sense of joy value it wasn't just about being you know a babysitter so to speak it was about helping and how could she get involved and i'm very fortunate that i have a huge base around me that have always allowed me to do that so the systems are imperative because someone should be able to come in and be able to pick up from you know where you've left off or mm. be able to come in and have a look at files or what people are doing and traveling and be able to pick up with that so that's super important but it does come down to that that people aspect and as time's going on more and more and we are starting to look at you know how we put on more people in certain areas as employees rather mm. than outsourcing everything and for me a big part of that will be picking people that 
can be flexible, they want to work their own hours, run their own race, mm. and picking people that are inspired, motivated, you know, look for their thoughts and ideas. Because I think sometimes we can, as business owners in particular, there's so much responsibility and there's so much we take on board. Sometimes we look at it as if we have to do everything mm. and we put a lot of stress on ourselves and a lot of, you know, yeah, well, stress is probably the word. And then we start to lose that balance. And I think if we can't find that balance and we have to be able to do that all the time, it's really hard then. You know, what are we here for? We need to be here for our own passion and purpose as well as delivering to others. Because if we're our own best version, then we're giving our own best version to other people as well. So systems, relationships has, has been a huge thing and a growth factor. Relationships is imperative, that whole networking putting yourself out there and a lot of what we've been doing with shine where you ask you know how do people know a lot of people are so keen they have this seed they have this desire and passion that they want to do something but they don't know where to start yeah and that's where something such as shine can really give them tools tips and tricks and if we meet with them or talk to them and i'm always happy to talk to them wherever they are sometimes it, it's just a five minute conversation that can really set that seed that mm. enables them to be brave enough to take that next step. And we had an amazing example of this last year at our first conference event for Shine, um, which was on the Sunshine Coast in June last year. Um, there was a lady there, she has an amazing career, she's very well known on the Sunshine Coast, very well respected, and she was an employee but really wanted to do some things for herself. And watching what she has done and achieved, and that was all from a two-day conference the powerful speakers, people that really wanted to help and, and, you know, inspire people and give them tips and tricks to do it. Mm. And I keep saying tips and tricks, but a lot of people will talk the hype and talk about it, but you've got to help these people by mm. actually giving them the tools. You know, mm. they need the tools and a bit of direction and then they will fly. And as I say, there's a couple of examples of that in particular that um, I can recall over the past 12 months. And do you know what? That makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I'm making a difference mm. and giving value. And that's what it's all about. We're here to give back and help others, just like what you're doing with your podcast. Yeah, thank you. And it's true. I mean, so many times I think you hear stories where sadly you have, uh, you know, people that can support, that can collaborate, that can surround others to inspire and empower, give them the tools. And sometimes it's an insight which can help reshape someone's thinking and have them go off in a completely different direction and a direction that really is going to build that momentum that we need. But then you also hear of other circles where they're not supportive so I love the fact that you've created shine business women as a uh, you know this this fantastic group of women who do lift other women up and we need we need so much more of that because we can learn from one another can't we and even learn from mistakes so that we can avoid them and that's one of the things that you say it's okay to make mistakes that's how we learn the best yes yeah, no, definitely. It, it, it is okay to make mistakes. And to be honest, I believe that some of our greatest successes come out of those failures or things that make us pull ourselves up and look at where we are and, and where we're on track. And that's the biggest thing I find with a lot of women is they've got the thoughts and ideas. Um, they've got the personalities and the know-how, but the confidence holds them back. Mm. And it's that fear of, you know, what will people think of me? Will I do it wrong? What happens if it doesn't work? And over the past few months in particular, 
so many businesses are talking about the ways that they are pivoting and how they're changing. Mm. And all of a sudden, particularly, I find even over the last month on social media, there are a lot of women that are coming out and being brave, saying, you know, I haven't got it right or I'm not happy and I need to change. Mm. I'm closing down this division. I'm doing that. And good on them because that's absolutely massive. And I think it's really important to have mentors and people in our life that can, people that are soundboards, people we can trust and get on track with. And we do a lot of that at Shine is connecting people with mentors or suggesting people that may be the right fit to help them gain that confidence and push them forward. Because nine times out of 10, if they're willing to take that step, again, they will never look back. You know, they see all the benefits and it all rushes in. It's just that initial steps, that whole, um, you know, fight your fears is so true. You've got to got to be able to do that. Um, but it is scary. And a lot of these women are, you know, they may be ladies that had a career in their 20s and, and 30s and had children and now they're looking at, well, what do I do next? There's people that have always had their own small business or and you know want to take it to a new level and i think that was a massive massive thing for me is even though i've had my own business now for more than 20 years i never want to stop learning mm. and whenever you talk to people and have a chat no matter who they are what level they're at what age they are or anything like that we always learn something and we can always take something away mm -hmm. and for me it was how can we keep supporting each other uh, discussing things amongst ourselves because a lot of solutions can be found just by having a conversation yes. and that's a, mass, a massive thing and it is so you know again coming back to that surrounding with the right people we all need some trusted advisors some mentors and we should never ever ever stop learning mm -hmm. we, we need to keep learning we need to keep growing and developing because otherwise we will remain stagnant and remain the same where everybody else you know, is going forward and will take those opportunities. Yes. And sometimes it is scary, but we've got to do it. <laughs> One of the things that I love to do, I mean, obviously through the podcast interviews, I mean, I'm constantly learning. But one of the things that one of my mentors said to me once is sometimes go and have a look at what other people are doing in other industries, what tools, what resources, what are they doing that's quite innovative, and then see, can I adopt, can I maybe tweak a few things, can I apply any of what they're doing in my particular industry? Because that can be quite a way that we can be be innovators be that those thought leaders in our particular industry and that often is a, such a great way to position our businesses and of course you've done that with uh, the, the travel agencies that or and travel conference and event management because sometimes we're doing different things and we can't see how it all intertwines and it can beautifully position us what was, what was your aha moment, take, thinking back, that you saw, hey, there's actually a correlation between those. These can integrate really well because maybe there's a unique business idea that someone hasn't even recognised in their business. Yeah, no, most definitely. And I think and that's probably why I've got the courage and the, um, to step forward because having being a conference and event organiser, I'm in the really fortunate position that I put on a lot of major events mm. and they're all for different industries and they have different speakers and different workshops. And for me, it's been a massive, massive, massive inspiration to me over the years. I get to see so many speakers of all types yes. and all different areas. And for me, that was what a lot of shine was about again, was 
how can I deliver? You know, if you're not part of a franchise group or you don't have the money to attend high-end conferences that, that cost a lot of money in, in delegate fees, how can we provide something that is as high level but really enable to enriching everybody? Mm. So if you're a small business owner, you can come along. A lot of those things will run things on Fridays and Saturdays. And we do that because a lot of small business owners, they simply don't have the time yeah. to take out in the week. They need to do it on a weekend. But then in, in other ways, there's only people that can do, you know, it's part of their business journey or their employer may pay for them to go and they can only do it in the week. So I guess we try and look at, well, how can we be as diverse as possible to attract as many people to come along as possible because we are aimed at the professional woman, mm. the small business lady, the employee that has a germ of an idea that they want to start something new and, and get out there and try something different. And that's what we find a lot of the things we do inspire. And every week, and this is honestly one of the most exciting things I look forward to every week, is we do what I call a shining the spotlight story mm. on a woman. And we basically put their profile up. Um, they're not all that they're not all C-suite people or entrepreneurs or, you know, that in all whole range of businesses, whole range of levels, and we do that purposely. And then we will ask them for some of their own insights and, you know, things that they can share with people. I get so many lovely emails and so many comments from people that just get uplifted and motivated by that. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's massive. Every week I look forward to getting those answers back and looking at, you know, how do people do things differently? Because it is the biggest thing we can tap into. And I'm probably particularly, because I've always worked in the same main industry, we've been quite lucky. We, we don't have so much in the way of glass ceilings because, mm. as I mentioned at the beginning, we are primarily a female-dominated industry at that sort of business owner and um, employee level. Now, a lot of the airline CEOs and people like that are, are males, but, you know, the grassroots and the people that are actually selling travel, mm. uh, there are more females than males. So I've never had to come up against some of those things. And so it's always interesting sitting, talking to people and listening to their experiences mm. and what happens in their organisations. It's also really interesting to get people's tips and tricks because as you said before a, a, a different industry does things in completely different ways yeah. and you know in our industry apps are quite new I mean obviously we're all using apps personally on our mm -hmm. smartphones and things like that but as an industry um, you know the apps it's something we avoid because it's almost seen as a competitor again mm -hmm. but I think if you can find ways to embrace that and work with it rather than try and challenge it, they're the people that will progress and move forward. Yeah, such great insights there. Now, obviously through what you're sharing, we can hear the passion and the drive that you've had uh, for the businesses that you've run. And of course, you know, the, it would not have been or had the longevity of 21 years, and I'm sure many, many more, had it not been for the hard work that you do. What would you say, because you do a lot of networking and you, you, you observe a lot of businesses, and often we, we that word you know hustle 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 but the difference between hustling and working hard and actually working on the right tasks can be quite different so what are, would be a couple of couple of things that you see people do that you know what you're actually focusing on the wrong thing you really should be doing that so what are some things that we need to be aware of that we don't fall into a trap and think we're actually working hard but we're not actually working hard does that make sense yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And it's, that's something I'm quite passionate about and talk to people a lot. And 
a lot of what I do, 99% is, is email. So I am someone that will be on email all day, every day, and often cop a little bit of criticism for that, but it, it's the way our business works. Mm. But so many times I see people that are constantly working in rather than on their business. And that whole strategy time, vision time, I'm looking at, again, how can I do things differently or mm. what makes me different to everybody else? And you don't always have to be the best at something or necessarily think that you're the best or you've got a unique idea. It's playing to your strengths. And we all do have them. Sometimes we need someone else to help them help us find them, but you need to focus on those strengths. So for me, most afternoons I'll actually do this. I'll prepare for the next day. And I believe in all the, you know, get up in the morning and get yourself pumped and ready for the day. But I find if I write three things on my notepad, each day before I close down and for the night that I'm going to focus on tomorrow, it will help keep me focused mm. and work on those things so that we're constantly growing and constantly working on strategy. Because I could spend all day every day booking travel, assisting delegates, having conversations. I always say with networking, you can be out for breakfast, lunch and dinner every day if you wanted to be. Again, you need mm. to find groups that support you and work for you and also the groups that are going to help you grow and develop yes because quite a few things you know as women we like to get together and and, and chat and and you know just get together for the sake of it but I think if you're in that growing phase and looking forward it is really important to find those niches that work for you and the clients that are, that are potentially going to come and work for you as well or become clients of yours. And that's so important because sometimes I think people can be very, very busy and that is the word they use. You know, it's how are you, busy, mm. and that's the thing. And um, Kiki Kay or Christina Carlson actually talks about that she refuses now to use the word busy, busy. in her vocabulary. Mm. She says that she's, she's full. She's got a full day and looks at it from a different aspect because the word busy can combine stress and things as well. Yeah. And as soon as you think you're in that zone, then you're not working on, you start to work in and you're doing that whole putting out fires, looking after people. You need to carve out some important time every day, one for strategy mm -hmm. and also some time out for you. You yes. really need to also look at you need to be looking after yourself and putting yourself first because if you don't do that, then you can't give your best to others. Um, and that's something I always try to do. I, you know, I want to try and show up for people and be there for people, but I need to be in the right frame of mind to be able to do that. Yes, so true. I remember listening to one of my mentors, uh, Michael Hyatt from years ago, former mentors, and he would often say that um, we use the word busy almost like a badge of honour. Uh, but after reading the book Margin, I can't remember who the author was, where it leaves spaces where we can strategize and sometimes just be and sit. So often we feel guilty, particularly as women, oh, I've got five minutes, just take a breath, just recoup, let all of the thoughts, um, you know, sink down and so that you can continue to move forward and often we're on overdrive. So everything you shared, uh, I think, is so, so very important for us to incorporate during our day. So I have loved our conversation. How can people connect with you? What's the best way? Yeah, they can connect with me if they head to shinebusinesswomen.com. They can see all the things that we do and they can also contact me and send a message through there. And also um, check us out on Facebook. So at Shine Businesswomen, we're on Facebook, Instagram. 
Uh, you'll see what we put up, but always happy to receive messages and always happy to help wherever possible. And you'll find our email on there as well if you want to ask me for any advice or support. And I love doing that and love giving back. So please make contact. It'll be great. You've been listening to Women in Leadership Podcast, brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your own podcast? Access our free podcast training, including our no-cost and low-cost tools and podcast production workflow checklist to get you started at www.podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. That's podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.